Hey there, sweet sister friend. All right, I can hardly believe that summer is almost over. In fact, at the time of this recording, we are ushering in fall as of tomorrow. And that also means that we have 100 days left in this year. I can hardly believe it. Not only will we be celebrating fall, but our Jewish friends will be celebrating Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah. And they actually have four New Year's in the Hebrew calendar. FYI, little way of edutaining you. But let me just tell you all, pumpkin spiced everything is coming at you hot. And so I want to ask you, how do you want to remember 2022? Like, I want 2022 to go out with a bang. And I can guarantee you that that is exactly what will happen when you come and join us at the Equip Retreat. It is an amazing opportunity for you to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, for you to hear God like never before. When you literally separate from life as you know it, And you set aside the time and the money and the resources and all the things to come and have an experience and an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I can guarantee you will not regret it. And hey, guess what? Lots of fun in Florida. Sunshine. Holla at your girl. We've got some inflatables. We've got some really fun surprises planned. So go ahead, follow the link in the show notes and come and join us in October for the Equipped Retreat. All right, now grab your pen and pencil and let's get on with the show. Hey there, sweet sister friends. Welcome back to the Shine With Granny Show. I am so glad to be with you guys here today. And yet again, I have a visitor with us today. And I am so happy to have our dear friend and sister in Christ, Lori Snyder, back on the show with us today. Welcome, sister. Hey, Funshine. Oh, I'm so glad that you are here because we have a fun topic in store and something that you and I get into whenever we are together, whether it be virtually or uh, in person for sure. But we are going to talk today about the subject of fun, F-U-N, and I'm going to say caps lock on that because Lord of mercy, do we need to have fun in our lives? I know this is something that you and I have talked about um, in our own respective worlds, you know, on our podcasts. And if you are not a follower of Lori's podcast, Created to Thrive, I will put the link to that in the show notes. Make sure you hop on there, check it out. A lot of teaching goes on there, Um, but Lori and I really love to talk about the importance of having fun. And we, like I mentioned, have fun together. And one of the very first times I met Lori, uh, we met in person in January of 21. And then from then on, we just started doing fun things, whether it be going to the beach or the day that I called her and said, Hey, do you want to buy this Groupon and go to Margaritaville and go and get manicures and have a spa day? And she was like, okay. I'm like, well, you're going to drive two hours to do that but it was an unbelievable Groupon that I could not pass up. And so I wanted to uh, employ other people to come and join in the fun. So that's how we kind of got it started chatting about it. And just what are the things that we do for fun? And, you know, Lori's a few years older than I am in a different life stage altogether with having a husband and children. And so today we really just want to have this time because I know that not only in my circle of friends and my spheres, but I know Lori's as well, this is something that many women say. And so I ask you, the listener right now, like stop what you're doing and ask yourself, what is it that I do for fun? What is the last thing, the last activity that I did that was full on fun? When was the last time that I belly laughed or almost peed my pants laughing so hard? Like really stop and think about that. Because I know, as I just mentioned, we don't oftentimes at this adulting stage of life, we don't stop to smell the roses metaphorically, if you will. So Lori, I want you today to share some as a spiritual mentor. And I always joke that you're my godmother, you know, I want you to kind of just illuminate for us the topic of fun, not only from a biblical perspective, but really just from 
how we, you know, we're designed for that, you know, so just kind of our divine orientation, if you will, how God made us for joy and fun. Yeah. You take it away. Thanks, honey. Well, joy is a a fruit of the, a fruit, a fruit of the spirit. So (laughs) it's God's a fun God. And I think we lose that when we read the Bible, we have this perception of God that he's just, you know, a certain way, but God's a fun God. And there's over a hundred scriptures about fun in the Bible and 74 times it says, be glad in some way, shape or form and rejoice always. And it's so it's an interesting thing that what happens when, you know, I've never looked at, I've never seen a Google search that says all the scriptural references for having fun in the Bible, or I want to read the Bible to know how to have fun. In fact, I think it's the opposite. We think that when we become a Christian, we can't have fun anymore. And how I came into, you know, when I first became a Christian as an adult, my husband and I, we had a lot of fun because we found our first church by playing basketball. I mean, it was really super spiritual how we found our first church. We played basketball and we moved to a new city of St. Louis, Missouri. So we looked who offered basketball. So we thought, well, let's just combine both. And it ended up being, we had a great relationship with the pastors and the pastor's wife, which ended up us leading high schoolers out to Colorado to do trail hiking in the mountains. So when I first became Christian, we had a ton of fun. And then as we got older and more in our jobs and we moved and changed churches, I'm like, all of a sudden I realized we're not having fun anymore. And I, so I think that's important that we recognize God wants us to have fun. He even instituted seven feasts to have fun to like, I, it's almost like he intentionally wants us to really put in remembrance of having fun and that joy and that laughter and celebration and singing. And so that's kind of how the, the scriptural references, you know, we can all a, a cheerful heart make is good medicine and, and to be joyful and things like that. But I don't think it's something that we have intention about. And it really wasn't until about five years ago that my guys were 15 and they were at that age where they were kind of doing life on their own, you know, between school and sports and fun or, and friends. And I recognized I didn't even know what it was like to have fun. When someone would said to me, Lori, what do you do for fun? I had to really stop and think because my fun was all about what my kids did or because my husband and kids are major fishermen. I was fishing. So my weekends were either on a boat fishing with them or something related. So that started a journey for me to say, what is fun for me? Not what it used to be, but in this season of life. So that's kind of my journey. And then the spiritual applications of that. Well, and I think you're so wise to say that as a mama, you know, and as a wife, like your fun was wrapped up and kind of consumed, if you will by the hustle and bustle of daily life, going to the sporting events with your kids and really just kind of being a part of their daily lives and their fun and their activities, which is what happens to a lot of us, you know, and just even me, I know that I can get caught up in, you know, my mom, what my mom's got going on, what my nephew's got going on and like their, their happenings and their doings. And it's funny too. That's actually Lori, you know, I'm obviously gainfully single anyone out there. Um, (laughs) I love that. That's one of the questions I ask people like, well, what do you do for fun? 
you know, and I, that's one of the questions I ask. And I always ask, what do you, what is a typical Sunday morning like for you? Cause I can tell if they go to church, but a lot of, you know, they'll golf or they'll say, and some people say, I don't really know. And I'm like, well, if you're working for fun, you're not my people because I'm all about FUN, you know? And I love, I posted this in our Facebook group a couple of weeks ago. And it said, one of my favorite childhood memories is not paying bills. I was like, we feel the pressures of things in our lives, you know, because of these adulting responsibilities. But, you know, my grandmother was very wise. My grandmother was from Italy and she would say, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and here's how you should divide it. She said eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work and eight hours of play. And I just love that. I mean, of course I don't think people today would know what to do with eight hours of play. Really, you know, we have such busy schedules. You know, we have adopted the badge of busy really as an honor, you know, as a badge of honor. And so I feel like that was something that was so powerful for me as a little girl growing up. I mean, I don't know if we had indulged in that, if she considered crocheting and canning tomatoes fun or her playtime, let me just tell you, it was not my, we did not have the same definition on that. So, well, I I guess one of the questions that I, you know, have around that knowing, as we just mentioned, the responsibilities and commitments and kind of these intersected worlds of, you know, whether it be adulting parents that you're taking care of, and then, you know, you know, ever-growing parents or children, um, and even a singlehood, you know, person who's single, maybe having some responsibilities in their community and whatnot, you know, besides the obvious reasons, what would you say, Lori, and can you speak to perhaps the enemy's ploy to try to derail us or to try to intersect us from having fun or to having hopes and dreams in our lives? Yeah, I think that's a, a really good question. Um, first of all, the enemy is always going to have you look at the lack, what you don't have. And you mentioned some of those. I don't have enough time. Um, I don't even know what that would even look like. And what I used to do for fun, I don't do anymore. Like I used to love horseback riding. Well, I'm 54 and I really don't want to go horseback riding. Cause to me now that's painful. <laughs> so again, it's using wisdom and what season you're in, right. but it's always that lack, or I don't know what to do or who to even do it with, you know, moving as much as I have in my past. And even now that has been, I'm back to what do I do for fun? But who do I do that with? Because I had a friend in my neighborhood. Well, she just moved. And so now it's like, I need, and and my kids are, I'm an empty nester. Now my, my twin boys are sophomores in, in college. So, and my husband still travels with his job every week. So I'm really praying about Lord, what does this look like for fun for me? And my default would be like, well, I don't know anybody. I don't know what to do. So that would be like where we tend to go. And then also what happens if I put myself out there because of past disappointments Hmm. and, and I know we've talked about this in the past uh, extensively about what do you do when all hope seems lost? When those dreams that you had disappointment has set in, and that's another trick of the enemy is to get your eyes on the past, the past disappointments, which I just call our disappointments. They were appointments that didn't go the way you wanted to the expectations. So you have to always look at expectations. And I talk about live with expectancy versus an expectation. Expectancy is hopeful. It's using that dream in the, in your God-given advantage imagination versus putting a demand on an outcome like an expectation tends to have. Mm -hmm. So 
you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. So like for me right now in this stage, I um, am looking at, okay, what is something different that I haven't done that could be fun? And I had someone um, that's an acquaintance say, hey, have you ever thought about going to the art museum? Now that is not really in my vernacular, but I'm like, you know what? That could be fun because of the different things that they were doing at this art museum. And I thought, okay, I am open. So we have to really be open and willing to try new things, but not bringing the past disappointments into the present and projecting them on into the future. I think that's so powerful because let me just tell you, like I would have friends when, you know, I was in my twenties and thirties and be like, Oh, we're going to go play volleyball. You know, there was a sand volleyball court in Cleveland and they would go play. Well, let me just tell you, I was cut from the volleyball team in ninth grade because they told me that they did not have a uniform big enough for me. So guess what? I went back to the wounded little girl, the 13 year old girl who was told no. And I was like, I will be damned if I'm going to go play volleyball the rest of my life. And guess what? I shut that down. So I think that you're so wise to offer that as some advice, like being open, like you going to the art museum, you're like, that's not something I would typically do, but you know what? Maybe this time, or you know what? And here's my thing. Like I even just posted this this past week. I'm like, if you try once, right. You don't like it. it hopefully you had fun. You know, maybe you first didn't succeed. Hopefully you had fun. Yeah. So oftentimes we put ourselves out there, you know, it's the attitude that we go into something with too. If like, you know what, I'm going to learn something new, or I'm going to experience something new or be with a friend, you know, you go for other reasons, like no offense to your children, your husband. I don't know how much you like fishing, but you did it because you wanted to be with them and you wanted to be a part of their family, you know, part of the family outing and experience. Sometimes we do things for that reason too, you know? And like you said, if you go into it without an expectation, but just that this is going to be fun, you know, you're most likely going to go ahead and find that fun because you went into it with that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important too, that we, the, the piece that you touched on is that connectivity. It's one thing to think about what do I want to do for fun? And we think of doing it alone, but when we have that component of, you know what, someone else is in my shoes that also needs to have someone to do something fun with. So it was, and, and that's what I was talking to this the acquaintance about like, okay, what would be fun for us? Cause we're both older. And so just started kind of brainstorming. And I know you're so great at that of what would be something. And I had to really think in my heart, like, am I open to that? Okay. That's different. That's not really something I have experience with, but okay. Yeah, I could do that. I've never really been sailing, but would I be open to taking a sailing class? Maybe I live in Florida, so it would make sense, but do you know what I'm saying? So it's it's that willingness. And Mm -hmm. like you said, if you try it, you're like, ah, yeah, no, not, not so much. That wasn't fun. I know for me, um, when this five years ago, when I was going through this, like what is fun, the Lord really put on my heart to start acrylic painting. Now I don't have an art background. I took one watercolor class, you know, one time and it wasn't that great for me, but when he started having me paint for rocks, it started with my mom. And then he's like, no, I want you to start doing acrylic, um, canvases. Well, I found out one, it was really fun for me, but I wasn't doing it with someone else, but I was learning to partner with God to hear him in a different way. So that was a very spiritual thing, but also I would give my paintings and rocks away as gifts and it would be such a blessing to other people. And so that was a new way of fun too, that I didn't realize like, oh my goodness, there's something that God deposited in me Mm -hmm. that I want to explore and 
can also connect with other people in that way as well. Like you said, you were blessing other people with a blessing that God gave you in the form of the gift, you know, of uh, artistry. And so I think that's really powerful too. So that's great. Um, let's kind of switch gears and maybe make this a little bit more, you know, impactful in terms of giving some, you know, kind of meat to chew on. We know obviously that God is all about fun. As you mentioned, you know, I typically envision him as like this, you know, kind of Voldemort kind of kid, not Voldemort maybe, but like this, like Bumbledore kind of character in, uh, the Harry Potter has like this gray beard and like the staff and he's fun, you know, and he's funny, you know, and I, and I love that you will say that a lot of times you'll say to me, you know, God is fun. God is funny, you know, but we know that he gives us fun because he wants us to be healthy. We know that it is for our bones. Like that, you know, some of the scriptures will remind us that when you're healthy, you will glow. You will, your, your bones will vibrate with energy, you know, different translations will say, so can you talk to us a little bit about how adding fun or having this joyful countenance will actually impact your overall health? Yeah, there's um, several benefits, but I'll just touch on a few. It is a big stress reliever and helps um, anyone who's dealing with any depression or anxiety, laughter, um, purposeful play is what I call it, actually helps you relieve stress. And it takes your mind off of the situation and actually eases depression. And it's interesting that, um, I've worked with a lot of people and I will ask them about play and I will give them an assignment to start implementing fun or play and to see them come back a week two, three weeks later. And like their countenance literally changes. So, and that just happened with me last week. So that was someone, so that was, that's really fun, but it relieves that stress. It improves brain function. And as adults, we are constantly looking at learning and growing, you know, like, especially with the Bible, Mm -hmm. you're looking to learn, but here's the thing. Our brains are like a computer Mm -hmm. and we need to process that. But if we're constantly taking information in or watching videos, hearing podcasts, you know, whatever, we never have time to process. So it's been proven that when you play you actually allow your brain to process everything you've been taking in. You're giving it that time and space and you will learn and stimulates the mind and the brain. And we actually are going to be more creative Mm -hmm. when we play. And when we take that fun to, or time to have fun or just laughter, like you said, medically it's proven laughter is good medicine. Um, It also improves. And we've talked about this, the connectivity and relationships we have. And this is something that, especially I'm talking with my boys, you know, in college, because they're such a tech, they're so used to having a device in their hand at all times, uh, talking about how do you make new friends and what do you do to connect, to build those relationships versus just communicating on Snapchat or whatever. So that's something that when we are doing something fun, like how you and I got to know each other by going to Margaritaville to get our nails done and have time by the pool and just laugh and have no agenda, but just to get to know each other. And now I feel like we've known each other forever. I mean, I can't imagine not having you in my life, you know? Um, It also keeps you feeling young and energetic. And I know with like, with my grandma, she was 98. And one of the things that we were doing for her was the importance of like, 
the games and different things. So she wasn't just sitting in front of the TV all day. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was something that when she could give back to other people, and that's why it's important that we serve and we help people because it gets our mind off of ourselves, but also helps us do something different than our norm. And it actually will keep us young. And I know you have a great quote that you always say. Yeah. The, and it's, it's not mine, but I will certainly give credit where credit is due. George Bernard Shaw says, you know, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And isn't that the truth? Like when I think about so many people who I know, like I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, they feel like they're a hundred years old because they are just work, 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 work. Like they don't necessarily have that effervescence to go down the slide. I think when we were with, uh, we were at St. Pete, was it St. Pete Pier? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go down that slide. I was like, I don't care. Like there might be four-year-olds doing on that slide. They're like, you're too yeah. big. I'm like, move out of the way. Like yeah. move it or yeah. lose it, buddy. You know? And yeah. that's just my nephew, you know, and I've shared that before, you know, with you. And I think even on this podcast that, you know, my niece said to me one time, she goes, she asked me how old I was. And, you know, because I was probably sitting at the kid's table for Thanksgiving or something, you know? And she said, well, Aunt Franny, she's like, you look old, but you act little. And I thought to myself, that is the best compliment ever because, yeah. okay. I mean, besides the wrinkles, like that was maybe not the nicest compliment, but it was like, you act young, you act like us, you know, you have that joy of the Lord, you know, that hopefully we then go into any atmosphere and we permeate, you know, the atmosphere that we are yeah. the thermostat and not the thermometer that we're setting that tone to have fun. You know, that people yeah. say, oh, there's something about that person yeah. that, you know, I want to, to have. So and I love those benefits you shared too, just because we know that stress obviously is a huge component yeah. to other health issues and disorders and things like that. And it's really important to make sure we do have time built into our day, maybe not perhaps the eight hours that my grandma suggested, but even just 1%, I tell people all the time, 1% of your day is 15 minutes. There are yeah. 1,440 minutes in a day. If you find something to do for 15 minutes, you know, and I do have some suggestions um, that I'm going to share with you guys for some free or low cost, low budget, yeah. you know, things to do because there's stuff to do all around, like no matter what city or community, you know, town, rural village, whatever, wherever you live, you know, it's really important. I think too, the one thing you mentioned, Lori, was the connectivity and how important that is because, you know, there's actually when people hug, when you fully embrace, there's actually research and studies about this that you actually, your body releases oxytocin, you know, like you're connecting with yep. a person, you're drawing in, you're feeling that energy of that person and the pheromones and all the things that are released. So yep. physiologically, there's something that happens and God designed us that way. He yep. said, look, like we are not meant to be alone. You know, think about these last couple of years of COVID where people were isolated. A lot of people were dying from broken hearts for that. Yeah. I think about that Tom Hanks movie, you know, where he was alone on the island with his volleyball. Yeah. Like yeah. he was, sick and deranged because he was not with humans, you know? Yeah. So let's kind of circle back to that, you know, component because last year, I know, obviously you and I had just really met in the year. And I said, Lori, will you come and be a presenter at the retreat last year? We had a um, retreat in the fall. It was called come alive. And y'all know, if you've been following me for any time, I love being in person. I much would rather be with people than, you know, be distant and virtual with people. And so I love hosting them. I really see them as like these huge adult slumber parties. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, even so much that I even had an eighties dance party last year. Many of the women who attend these um, can kind of relate to that eighties era, if you will, with the side ponytails and crimped hair and all the things. And many ladies went all 
out. Okay. Like they had the full on costumes. Some people were in legatards and unitards and Jane Fonda lookalikes and all the things. Can you speak a little bit about stepping out of your comfort zone? Um, because I know you did, it was definitely beyond your element for that specifically, but really just about stepping out of your comfort zone to attend something like a retreat or conference or a workshop, you know, where you might be like, I have to pay money. I have to get dressed up in something besides pajamas and yoga pants. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about kind of both of those components, your own personal stepping out of your comfort zone, and then the importance of why we do those things? Sure. Well, and I know I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners uh, of yours that are introverts like me. So stepping out and doing something like that can be intimidating because you're like, I'm not wired that way. That's not in, you know, my norm, but here's the thing. We have to give ourselves permission to be able to let our hair down and relax and go back to fun. And it looks different for different people, but when we come together, it's like all those walls of fear and what are people going to think about me? And am I going to look foolish? It all goes away. And why it's important to meet in person is that's how you develop trust with people. You know, Fred, my husband always says men bleed together. They do things side by side. And mm -hmm. that's what creates that bonding. Mm -hmm. And women need to have fun together without mm -hmm. competition, without having, you know, all of those walls of protection up. And that's what your dance party did, because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to wear, but it was like, all of a sudden we got back and it was like, oh, we know the songs from high school and all the different things. It brought you back. And we just, we just had so much fun and it was simply just being free. Yeah. And I, I, it's hard to put into words what that did, but we long for that connectivity because that's how God wired us. Mm -hmm. He can, he wired us for personal relationship, like that touch that you were talking about just to be able to say, you know what, I'm sitting next to you eating versus a virtual screen. There's a whole different way of, of living and relating to people. And those are memories that will take on forever. And people want to duplicate that. And I'll tell you, you have to invest in yourself. A lot of times we want something for nothing. Well, life doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to value yourself too much to say, I will not let other people's pressure of, I've got to have this responsibility. You know, a lot of times kids, and I was one because my husband traveled so much. I had to miss out on a lot of things of doing fun adventures because I had to take care of my kids. Well, you know what? I could have found different alternatives. Mm -hmm. I just didn't value myself at the time to think I was worth it. Yeah. And I just have to say you are worth it yeah. because I came back refreshed and just, I was life-giving to all those around me because I did something for myself and that self-care. I know that like people were getting massages and just going for a walk, just being by the water, just to have that time away from your normal, it revives you, it uh, refreshes as well as gives you community now because now you've got friendships all throughout, you know, the United States and, and beyond that you can have that continuation on, cause now you've got something to bond over. So I don't know if that answers everything, but I just want to say like an introvert like me can easily say, oh, well, they're extroverted. That comes easy to them. That doesn't, it's, again, it goes back to those excuses. Right. Like, no, I value myself too much. I need to invest in myself right. so then I can be more life-giving to others when I return.
And I think that's so important too. And you mentioned that this is one, that's not the way that life works. You said, you know, well, and it's also one of the ways of the kingdom, like what you sow, you reap, right? So if you're sowing into your own fun and your own health or your own spiritual development, guess what? You're going to likely have that nourishment that you need to then go so that your fruit will then be only, you know, you'll build orchards, you know, of people who are also then having fun when you're gleaning that information and, you know, you're growing those around you are going to be growing, you know, and that much, that much more too. So, and, and, you know, here's one other thing too. A lot of times when anything it's spiritual, like we go to a conference, we go to even a women's ministry event. How many times is there fun purposely incorporated into that? I can't tell you only about maybe one or two instances. It's more of like, we go to learn, <sighs> No, we need to play so we can process what we're learning to where kids do this. If you think about how kids learn, they incorporate, I was just talking to a good friend of mine who's got um, an 11 year old and we're talking about the different ways of memorizing scriptures and different things. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So she doesn't necessarily receive by singing because you know you can memorize scripture by singing songs. And I said, okay, let's look at her. What does she like to do? She's very creative. She likes to draw. She likes to color. I said, so what if you talk about scripture and she draws a picture? And so she's actually doing something she enjoys, but she's correlating. They're going to remember that. Well, why don't we do the same thing? Right. Like doing crafts or, or just, um, you know, I used to love the mops because the mothers of preschoolers, cause my two-year-olds, you know, twins could go and have their thing and I could do a project and I didn't have to talk to anyone. I mean, everyone would always be talking and I'm like, okay, I'm just engrossed in my little creative thing. Right. But I just want to say that to, you know, is important of, we've got to remember that we need to have fun. Amen. Well, and you bring up so many important things too. And I know last year's retreat, you know, we had kayaks and paddleboarding. We had people doing nails. We had people in the hot tub. There were so many ways in which people said, like, I feel so refreshed and we don't take time from our busyness of life to just step away and to do those things. As I mentioned, the 15 minutes a day, you know, it's really important to, to do that during the day, not just waiting for one weekend and be like, okay, you know, I got it in, I packed it in. Now there's a time and a place for the weekend and you all need that recharge time and that Sabbath time really, but there should be Sabbath built into your daily functions, you know, your daily activities. But for those of you who do want to come to the retreat, an unashamed plug for that, this year's retreat is coming up the end of October. So go ahead and I'll put the link in the show notes below, but we have lots of fun things planned. I have lots of surprises. I don't always um, let out and uh, reveal the agenda until while you're there to make it that element of surprise of like, you know, like Lori mentioned earlier, that you don't go in with an expectation of, oh, well, we're going to be doing this on this certain day, you know? So all that you need to know is there's some fun surprises packed into that. So I mentioned earlier that we are going to get practical with this. Um, One of the components of my membership group, I encourage my women to have something for fun every single month. They have literally a checklist, like what did you do for fun? Let's celebrate that, you know, because we do need to build that in. And if you're a listener who's following in this month's health challenge, I also invited you to try something new and perhaps a new fitness activity. It didn't have to be crazy. Like, you know, going to go to pole dancing class or anything crazy, but I did say something like try a new trail, you know, go hiking or walking on a new trail in your community or your neighborhood or something. So I'm going to share with you guys 10 and Lori, if you have any that you want to add in beyond my 10 free or frugal, like kind of low cost, um, things, then you can go ahead and share. The first one I'm going to start with you guys is going old school, 1980s, make a playlist. Now you don't have to make a mixtape because I don't even know if you can find a cassette player, but go on to Spotify, go on to Apple and make your 
walk and worship playlist or go on and make your 80s flashback playlist, do whatever you want, but go and make fine, literally spend 15 or 20 minutes and go and just make a fun little playlist of some of your favorite old songs. Cause that will just make you laugh. You're like, oh my gosh, I forgot about how fun. Oh, Mickey, like that song by Tony Basil. You can't help but laugh. Okay. Next is, as I mentioned, go for a walk or on, find a new trail, go find a new route, do something different. Even if you go the exact same route every single day, go the opposite way. Your brain will make new connections. Your brain is going to be a little bit like, wait, we don't usually walk on this side of the street, but I'm going a different way. So therefore I'm going to do it. It's really, really good for your brain, not only to get out there and walk, but then to do something different. Try, you know, brushing with your left hand and you're brushing your teeth or all the things. Super simple. All right. This next one y'all are going to love. Take a nap. Take a nap. Set the alarm for 15 or 20 minutes and refresh yourself and be like, okay, here's my 15 minutes of fun today. I'm going to take a nap. You know, one of the things I miss about being in, you know, first grade was taking that 15 minute afternoon nap. All right. The next one Lori might relate to, and that is color. Some of my girlfriends and I, a couple of years ago, maybe about eight or 10 years ago, this used to be kind of a thing where the adult coloring books and we would get together and that would be kind of our thing. We would get together and we would just color and kind of connect with each other. And it was super fun. And I love coloring. Now I kind of live outside the lines, but I like coloring in the lines. <laughs> All right. Number six, if you're following along here, writing notes, I mentioned earlier, search Groupon, go and search something. And maybe you're going to take a glass blowing class. Maybe you're going to go and you're going to go to Margaritaville like I did with Lori and was like, hey, do you want to meet up and go to Jimmy Buffett's like Margaritaville? Maybe you're going to go to one of those axe throwing places. It doesn't have to be super expensive, but just step outside of your comfort zone and be like, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that this month. All right. The next one, take a bath. Super simple, right? Like I know for me, I like to put on some worship music, light a few candles and take a bath. The next one, putting Lori outside of her comfort zone is to have a dance party. Y'all, I liked it. There's this one song I'm listening to by Kirk Franklin right now. I'm actually a little, a little intel for the retreat people. I'm doing, I'm trying to create a line dance for the song Stomp by Kirk Franklin, which is a Christian praise and worship uh, singer. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So that'll be debuted at the upcoming uh, retreat. So y'all have to get some video footage afterwards or just come and see it. Next is, I love doing these hair tutorials on YouTube. Maybe your thing is makeup and you're like, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to do that twist or that fishtail braid or whatever. Or maybe I've always wanted to learn how to wear like eyeliner or something like that. Go and do a makeup tutorial. Be like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes doing this today or learning a new side part or zigzag part or something. I don't know. And the last one is rearrange your furniture. Like it doesn't have to be novel. Like it might be like moving the, you know, pictures around on your wall, or maybe you're like, I'm going to try to move the couch to a different side of the room. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes just changing things up again, it just switches things up. It lets you see things in a new and fresh and light perspective. Lori, would you want to try any of those this week or do you have any you want to add in? I'm going to add one that I wouldn't really associate with fun. I'm going to associate with peace, which will open your mind up to having fun. And that is go find water somewhere. Even if it's a waterfall at a restaurant that you're looking at the wall that has, you know, the movement, there's something about movement of water that calms us, that refreshes us, and it opens ourselves up to start dreaming. So it's a little different twist for you, but, and I know depending on where you live, but there's water anywhere. Like you said, even if it's just getting in the shower, right? there's something about movement in our imagination 
and um, that opens us up to receive. Amen. And it's such a good reminder that he is the living water. And then I think about the Proverbs, it says, she who's refreshed refreshes. When you are refreshed, you're going to go and bring that refreshment to others. People know when you've had a day at the spa and you're totally like all zoned out, they're like, Oh, I want what she's having. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We want some of that. And so I think that Lori is spot on with that because there is something so calming and soothing about, you know, kind of getting back to that, that place and space with nature. So, oh my goodness. Well, Lori, I so have enjoyed like hearing your side of things. I know you're a typical Bible teacher and you can dive in and tell me all, you know, all the 100 scriptures were fun and you could tell me the Greek root and all the things, but today was just hopefully something a little bit more lighthearted because I feel like this is something that the church doesn't mention a lot. You had mentioned that a lot of times at conferences and retreats or things like that, were you know, all there to learn, learn, learn. It's so, you know, the agenda is so scripted. And so this is just like, let your hair down, you know, do a little dance party, you know, yeah. as you're doing your Bible study, it tells us we are called to dance. David yeah. danced a lot for Jesus or a lot for yeah. God. Pardon me. Wow. Yeah. Part and, and look at little kids and what they do. Like, if you really need help with playing, like you were saying, go find someone's little kid and just spend, you know, 20 minutes with them. Ask permission because first. it's so, okay. It, well, yeah. <laughs> You hear what I'm saying, but I'm just thinking about, you know, kids don't watch a, a, a movie, you know, like not Dis. I'm not promoting Disney, but I'm just saying that type of, I'm just thinking about when I first was thinking about fun, best day ever, you know, entangled. And it was like, there's just such a light hardness to it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we lighten up Francis, right? We have to lighten up and, um, and just enjoy this life. And that means in joy. Yes. We have to enjoy yes. this life. Yes. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more girl. And I will tell you an aside, if you're wanting to find little kids, you know, make sure that it is safe. I have tried before <laughs> to go to Chuck E. Cheese. This is a little fun fact trivia. You can't get into Chuck E. Cheese as an adult by yourself oh, right. or, right. or as an adult. Like I actually tried to go there on a date. He was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, how about we go to Chuck E. Cheese and play ski ball and I can whip your butt in Pac-Man and we couldn't get in. And I was actually glad because that means that the children are hopefully right. being protected and safe. But I was laughing. I'm like, I would love to just go and take somebody's kid. And like, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese with your child? We'll pay for it. But it was kind of an odd date thing, anyways, too. So that's a whole other, that's a whole other dating topic we could talk about on another <laughs> set, Lori. So well, thank you so much for joining us. You guys don't forget to follow. I'll put in the show notes um, you know, information to follow Lori and to connect with her, you know, not only on her podcast, but just on her platform and her coaching and all the things that she does. She has been such a sage and wise. Um, just, you know, spiritual godmother to me. And so I have no doubt that you will glean pearls of wisdom um, that will certainly bear fruit in your life too. So thank you, sister. Well, thank you. And yeah, I'm 100% in agreement that they need to come to your retreat because they need the whole package because we're spirit, soul, body, and you're going to get all of it at your fun retreat. So thank yeah. you, sweet girl. All right. So go and sign up for the retreat y'all too. Okay. We've got one month left. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.